Where are you going? I'm going to pick a fight. Podcasting from the Pacific Northwest, the caffeine and Sasquatch capital of the world, and home to the world's biggest Highland Games fans. This is Fork Talk. Will you fight? A podcast about all things Highland Games heavy events, competitive throwing, and the greatest sporting event ever invented on God's green earth, Sheep. And now, here are your hosts, Big Daddy and Hoss. But they'll never take our freedom! That sounds like it's going from something scary to something uh, kind of like bow, bow, Did you ever call one of those 1-800-888 lines? No, Big Daddy, I have They're not. They're pretty freaking scary, buddy boy. <laughs> Welcome to Fork Talk. Episode 14. Uh, no, uh, Big Daddy, it's episode 13. No, it's not. It's 14. No, 13. 12, 13. It's 13. No. We can't have 13. Why not? Because we're like a building. Okay. Right? Buildings you, you don't have 13. Like a, you look like a building. Yeah, thank you. you shut up. <laughs> Buildings don't have 13th floors for bad, lucky reasons. Oh, really? Yeah, so we're not going to have a 13th episode. Okay, so that the episode goes well? Is that what you're saying? Exactly. All right. Yeah, even though we don't really believe in superstition. No, no, not at all. Right. Not at all. Which is why you're wearing that stupid hat. <laughs> it hasn't been washed. Crossdresser. Crossdresser. Well, that's a different story. Welcome to Fork Talk, everyone. Welcome. We have a uh, full staff here almost. Yeah, we do. We much. have uh, we have the talent, myself. True. J. The, big Daddy O'Neill. The Big Daddy O'Neill. Welcome to Fork Talk, and, uh, a podcast about all things Highland Games, heavy events, throwing, life viewed through throwing, and everything Highland Games associated and you are Big Daddy. Yes, I am. Are you I, getting nervous? I am Hoss. <laughs> yeah, you're not saying anything. You are Hoss. I'm listening to your golden voice. Well, I'm just telling people who might not have listened before what the heck we do. Who else do we got here? What is it? What would you say you do here? What do I do here? <laughs> <laughs> let me let me put it this way. If we were a gumbo, I'd be the pepper. Oh, hey now. Okay. Okay. If we were a circus, yes. I'd be the clown. <laughs> That's for sure. That's for sure. Maybe I didn't mean it that way. If we were a zoo, I'd be the zookeeper. If we were a pair of pants, I'd be the fly. If we were... Oh, that's enough. Okay. That's enough. Um, we do have our full staff here. We've got producer Akendi Sprinkle. <laughs> That's we, so beautiful. We've got Devil Ange. Devil Ange. Your, your, your handler. Say something, Devil Ange. That's called dead air. 
That's Devil Ann saying hello. Basically, she hit me. We've got uh, intern Slim Jim. What up, Slim Jim? Hola. Hola. Hey, listen to that. He's bilingual. We've got uh, shouts to security. Uh, Rhino patrolling the fence in Canada. Our chief scientific officer, Dr. Kenneth Noisewaterbeck. <laughs> the official cartoonist, Matt Thompson. Matt Thompson. Vargas Highlander. Our roving reporter, the international man, man of mystery, the man of booze at the <laughs> LSU game, Miles Wetzel. Our man of mystery is at home now. Yes, probably falling asleep in his easy chair after he ate a twenty-ounce T-bone steak watching Alabama and LSU. Bama LSU game. Yes, very good. And our new um, member of the crew, official historian Roger Saunders. Roger Saunders. Yeah. Yep. Um, we are found on web, the website www.fork-talk.com. You can find us on Facebook at Fork Talk with Big Daddy and Haas. That's one word. Yes, it is. All one word. Give, yeah, give, some, we'll give us a sponsor shout. Sponsor shout. To baby. our one and only, by God, lovely sponsor. Take it, brother. <laughs> Greetings, Fork Talk Nation. You work, train, throw hard, you eat right, and you need to sleep right if those PRs are going to continue. If you wake up with more soreness than when you went to bed, it's probably time for a new mattress. That it is. You'll spend a third of your day in bed, so make sure it's comfortable Mm. so you can really get some rest and recover. Wow, that doesn't sound very restful. I'm resting. (laughs) Please check out the Mattress Ranch in Alaska. And Washington, which is where we live. True. Or mattressranch.com. There's one word, mattressranch.com. When it's time to replace your old mattress, you'll see a difference in price, quality, and honesty over the other guys. What do you think of that? That's good stuff. Mm-hmm. Thanks. And is throw polished? far, Mattress Ranch. Throw far, you Mattress Ranchers. Well done, Big Daddy. Thank you very much. Thank well, you. thanks again for joining Fork Talk. We've got a good show, Big Daddy, today. We've got uh, pop culture and current events. Yes, we do. We've got uh, the second segment of the scholarly defense of the inclusion of the sheaf as a legitimate historical and traditional part of every Highland Games which, by Roger Saunders. Which we shouldn't even need to do. No, but his... Because people should frickin' know it. Yeah, but Roger's treatise was insane. If you didn't catch the part one, you need to go back to episode 12, and then you can come forward to episode... 14. 13 and three quarters, <laughs> and you can listen to this one. Um... We also have um, Ask Fork Talk, new new little bit, little yeah. Ask Fork Talk question I'm excited session. about that bit. And, uh, and we've got a historical figure. Indeed. Yes, we do. Um, so, but what do we do first? What do we do first? We uh, stay, we stand on the shoulders of giants. Shouts. So we have to give out some shout outs, right? We need to do some shouts. First of all, this was big on the last episode. We cracked it during the uh, in-between period. Facebook likes. Indeed. How many? 531. Woo! Woo-hoo! Round of applause. Woo! Oh, everybody helped out. Jim helped. Jim Walker. Um, who helped with the big push uh, to get us over 400? Chad Olam. Chad Olam, he helped. Yep. Bunch of people. And uh, so big thanks. And here's some of the recent names like we like to, to put out there, right? Jack Armstrong. Yep. Joseph Reynolds. Uh, Steve Schmedstad. 
Paul Waring? No, no, no. Shemstad. Is it Shemstad? That's what it looks like to me. Steve Shemstad. Paul Waring. Lori McDavid Yates. Ryan Yates. I assume they're related. No relation. Sean Bullard. Uh, Paul Boundy. Josh Saint. Shelly Rickman Miller. Brian Way. Ryan McLean. Heather Boundy. No relation. No relation to Paul. Just a coincidence. Right. Yeah. And, of course, a great Scottish name to finish her off. Scott Wallace. 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 Probably a fake name. No, it's a good name. So thanks very much. Hey, Facebook uh, Facebook Musings, Big Daddy. Yeah. Um, we got a lot of stuff happening. Yeah. So first of all, uh, S-Triple-A yeah. has been all <laughs> over the, the old... Toonie box. Yes, it has. <laughs> this last week has been a real interesting week for the old Estra boy. Oh, my goodness. And we probably need to set this up. So for, for people that are not familiar, some of our listeners that aren't exactly involved in the day-to-day Highland Games. So the Highland Games community is involved. There's basically made up of a lot of people who like to throw. and But there, it does require a bit of organization for games to be put on. And over time, there's been certain organizations that have been created to help with that organization. Correct. And, and there are a variety of organizations, clubs, chapters of groups that have kind of come together that help put together a variety of, of games in their area, right? Right. And uh, so there's like the Buffalo Heavies in the East Coast, right? Right. We've got the SHA and the SAAA out on the West Coast. you got the... Uh the Great Lakes Scottish Heavy Athletics Association. Mm-hmm. Um, you got uh, there's a big one down south, Shag. They call it. Remember they were running. Uh, they helped run the Masters Worlds when we were there in, in South Carolina. Remember? Gotcha. Yeah. What's Duncan McCallum's Texas group called? Do you remember what they're called? I'm not really sure. I'm forgetting yep. that one. Yep. But anyway, so there's groups that that form. Right. And um, in that, there's also. Um, forgetting where i'm going with that big daddy i can help you please so the s triple a is probably one of the biggest most well-known of most of the sanctioning organizations Mm -hmm. and they've been around a long time uh there's a lot of you know a lot of the guys that are the older Say gentlemen, you know guys like uh, Kel Mulray, Steve Conway. Guys have been around forever. Right. They belonged to that old S Triple A when it first started. Yeah. And then, um, probably, I'd say, I guess, uh, to my understanding, in the last probably thirteen years ago or so, things started to take a change. And over the last ten years, it's just been basically their big S Triple A governing body, right. which you know they've run games. They've uh, Signed they did contracts for games. A lot of California games were S-Triple-A games. Um, they ran Las Vegas. They had a big group in Idaho that ran games. At one time, they ran a game in... Uh, they actually ran Portland uh, before before the Malls took over. And I think they, the Malls were actually part of the S-Triple-A at one time, too. I sure. Might, I yeah, might be. They were. They were. Yep. But the bottom line is... They haven't had exactly the best reputation as of late. It's about the most politically correct way I can say it. So There's, there's been challenges. Yes. Leadership challenges is what I would describe them as. Correct. Yes. And so uh, we probably we probably don't want to mention names. 
No, no, no. <laughs> because no, I think I think most people that are one people uh, who don't know the community yeah, won't yeah, care, right? And those who are in the throwing community know exactly what's who we're talking what about. we're talking about because and, this was a and one of the people who a, we're talking about would probably sue our pants off just because he wanted to, right? <laughs> well, it was it was a very heated conversation on Facebook across a variety of threads, but essentially. The Highland Games were getting a little bit of publicity for the wrong reason on a reality show. Right. Uh, well, storage wars. Well, hold on a second. Let's go back a bit. The reigning, the, the reigning chief or president resigned. He did within the last six months. Okay? Yes. And elections are coming up in December, Correct. so there's been just kind of a mid-tier where right. you know and there's some, getting some, ready for some it. up-and-comer, you know, new guys that are getting involved, and it's and it's been pretty cool. Uh-huh. But one of the guys who was still involved in the SAAA, basically, what happened was uh, one of the one of the throwers from down in Arizona saw a segment on TV of Storage Wars, and in that Storage Wars segment, they had popped open a locker, which is what they do. They bid on lockers. Bid on it, right? They, they popped don't know it what's open, in there. and there was all. Hammers, sheaf bags, SAAA. Kilts. SAAA trigs, okay? They panned back, and there's like four trigs all standing up with SAAA mm-hmm. logos on them, yep, right? Yep, <laughs> Bagpipes, the whole niner, right? The whole thing. Cabers. Yeah. And uh, so, of course, that raised the attention and ire of a lot of people, you know, on R- Facebook. Right, because the the story on the... On the um, on the show was that this is these are abandoned, right? They haven't paid their bills. They've been there forever, right? You know, blah blah blah, right? And that's and that's how they get them, yeah. <laughs> right. So of course, everybody, both on the board who had no idea about this and members, right, are all like, "Why the hell is all of our equipment on storage wars being auctioned off?" Rightfully so. <laughs> you Rightfully can imagine, so. right? And not only auctioned off, but gone. You know, sold to somebody who probably doesn't even give a shit about the Island Games. Based on the show, right? Right, right. right? So, so, the, so everyone's pissed off. You know, I'm pissed what, off. What the hell's going on, right. right? So then somebody speaks up and says, oh, no, no, don't don't worry about it. Uh, we just, we let them use that as a publicity stunt because it's on that true TV where basically it's not really true. Everything right. is just they, staged and set, set up. Right? Out. They need good stuff to make the show interesting. And they made $300 off that uh, equipment rental for that spot. <laughs> and that was their marketing idea of how they could get the name out right, for the SAAA. Well, the ex-president mentioned that. Yes. I, I think everybody went, that's really probably not the best type of publicity. There is such thing as bad publicity. No, which as a matter of fact, I think I actually said that on Facebook, but yeah. <laughs> but, you know, the bottom line was uh, it was the stupidest thing in the in the entire uh, Highland Games world. E- even even if that's the case, and obviously the equipment is safe, hopefully, hopefully, and it's not, you know, real, then it's still just, you know, probably in the realm of things that the voting membership of the SAAA would be interested in doing to promote the sport for a, for 300 bucks. Well, I, I'm assuming it's not on the top of their list. Right. I mean, the, the, <laughs> you, you, our, oh, our, hey, sport, hey, our sport is obscure enough to have to deal with people saying, oh, yeah, I saw that on storage. I mean, oh, aren't <laughs> you the dumbasses that couldn't pay your rent on the storage locker? Next, this next year, we're going to be at a game somewhere and somebody in the crowd's going to go, I saw this show, Storage Wars, and they were giving that stuff away for $300. <laughs> <laughs> I could run my own Highland Games. I'll just pop open a locker. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah. So oh, anyway, 
That's so funny. It, it, it turned out to be, to be honest with you, it turned out to be a real blessing in disguise. Because, you know, as you know, and as a lot of our listeners know, Guest AAA has been fairly troubled with, you know, politics uh, within itself, with, you know, just piss poor everything in leadership and just representation. And it's kind of shook it up. It shook it up pretty good. Yeah, and true. to the credit of uh, one of the guys who's running, I'm going to mention his name, Chuck McLean, he went in, he came back, he came on right away within an hour of this whole posting thing and just said, you know, hey, calm down, everybody, you know. Regardless, even if this stuff is gone, even if it's gone, we can still run games. We still have equipment. Things will still happen. Right. Yeah. You know, there's and, multiple uh, chapters you know, within the SAAA. Yeah. To his credit, I mean, I thought that was very, that was very good. Yeah. Very, you know, I mean, as a leader, that's what you want to do. You want to calm people down and say, "Hey, look, it's not the end of the world here. You know, we're still going to be able to run games." Sure. And so he did that, and I thought that was, that was very good. And you know, the the bottom, the the end of it, or the end of all of it. Throughout the week, basically, it kind of shine. It's shown a huge light on the SAAA and the problems with it. But it also kind of brought people together because as you started reading these posts, some of these guys that are coming back you know, out of the fold, yeah, that had had some of the past history, right, and kind of said, "Screw it, I don't want to have anything to do with them." Have not been members for ten to thirteen years, right. and now they're coming back, right? Saying basically, what? Just I, I want to come back and help. If, if we're if we're going to have a new spirit in the SAAA, if yeah. we're going to have some new leadership, if we're going to go try back to basics, recover back to basics, you know, I'm yep. in and I'll support you. Exactly, so that's good. And it's been, I think, it's been awesome. I mean, a lot of guys coming back. You know, a past president, Jim Herricks. Coming back after 13 years, um, Kel Mulray, same same, 13 yep. years, uh, and Jay Little, yep. as well. You know, a lot of guys coming back, and, and I thought that was uh, that was remarkable. Yep, being willing to support it. That's so, good. So, so uh, we'll say as Fork Talk, Fork Talk Nation, uh, we also are going to support the SAAA and its recovery. Absolutely. And basically, anything, and we've told this to uh, Chuck McLean, uh, both Brett and I. That anything they need, as far as help or whatever we can do, guidance, information, whatever we can do for them, we're going to help them to the best of our ability. Yep. I think so. there's a lot of good help out there, and they'll definitely get it. They'll get more than their earful, I'm sure, still. Yeah. Well, and, the, you know, it's like like I said to Chuck, you know, when you start running, if you win this election and you start running it, all you really have to do for the first couple of years is just the games that you have, run them, right. and run them really well. Yep. You know? Make those festivals want to have you yeah. back, and the athletes want to come back. Exactly. It's all good. Spare yeah. no expense on the athletes, you know? Yep. Like we like our saying in Bellingham, athletes for athletes, you know? We're, we, it, athletes run the games for the athletes, and I think, and I think if the SAAA drops, adopts that, which I think years ago they did, you know? I think that was their big deal. Yep. If they did that, they can be not only very successful running the games they have, but eventually other other fairs will come to them and, and want to give them, you know, games. So sure, could be very good. Excellent. Um, also on uh, Facebook, actually today's excitement on Facebook. I'm I'm tooting my own horn here. You are. I was toot, actually toot. I was actually going to toot it for you, but I'm not going to toot your horn. Well, it's, it's on there. It's kind of gay. I had a big first today. Yep. I did. I kissed you on the lips. Yes, you did. No, Fork Talk Nation, here's the deal. 
first of all, I'm uh, as part of my off-season training, I told Big Daddy uh, while we were in the throwing season that I wanted him to help me learn how to lift stones. Yes, and not just garden stones. No, big stones. Huge. Huge stones. Why do you want to do that? Well, I want to be able to someday lift stones in Scotland. <laughs> uh, any of the manhood stones, that yep. would be good. Plus, it's just overall good conditioning. That's right. Yeah. And it just so happens I have a full set of stones in my house. You just so happen to have lived a life of strong man type things. Yep. And hung out with beasts like Jesse Marundi. Oh, yeah. And you know how to uh, do stone lifting. Yeah, I, I have to say I learned from the best. Jesse Marundi at one time was the, probably the best stone lifter in the world, undisputable. He did. Uh, he was the first guy to actually really to lift it for 460-pound stone. At that time, it was huge. Right. Um, now we're up in the 500s. But <clears throat> now, and people on Fork, so Fork Talk Nation, people who haven't seen this kind of stuff before or haven't been in the games before, um, you probably will have seen this at one point. You've probably watched the World's Strongest Man type stuff, and often one of the competitions they do is a series of platforms and a series of round, big, concrete ball stones, and they lift them up in succession, getting higher and higher in weight, mm -hmm. and typically uh, lower, higher, in platform. lower in the platform. Yeah. And uh, so that's probably where you've seen it. Yeah. Um and I have to say, you know, I got to be honest. Uh, I I gave Brett a quick uh, session, just told him, you know, about uh, how the technique should work, explained it all before he actually touched the stone, and um, he did perfect. First first time he picked up a stone, you'll t actually it's on Facebook. I got the video up there right now. You can go ahead and take a look. Um, he picks it up. It's a two hundred forty pound stone. Picks it up on his lap. Puts his arms around it, picks it up, put it, puts it right on a platform. Yeah, dude. So, yeah, first time. You know, I can't say that I was going into that with positive mental thoughts. Right, right. <laughs> I could actually tell you were a little nervous. I was. Yeah. I was I was nervous. Um, when you do this, I, you know, again, I'd never done this before, so Jay's giving me the instructions. And he's got these neoprene sleeves on, on my forearms so that I can protect my sleeves. And duct tape to hold them nice and tight. And tacky on, the, uh, on your wrist and the points around your hand where you're going to grip. And on the on the arm, and um, honestly, I I didn't. I just have never done anything like it. Mm -hmm. It's just the first. I, you know, I didn't know if I'd be able to even get it into my into my lap. Right. I just had right. no idea. So I just kind of went for it, assuming I was gonna not even be able to lift the damn thing. Mm -hmm. But uh, I was able to cradle it into my lap. That wasn't that that hard. Mm -hmm. And because I have long arms, yeah. you know, I'm six foot three and i have you know regular long arms for a six three guy yeah. so i was able to get around that thing easily in fact i wasn't sure if i was supposed to i guess it's a benefit if i can grab my hands isn't it to well, a certain extent yeah you wouldn't you, you, on the bigger stones as they get heavier i wouldn't uh, want to do that no but the, the thing okay. is too is with your reach you'll be able to reach around farther than say i would right yeah you know? yeah i actually have to go over the top you know, I take my arms and I go over the top of the stone, right, and then and then pull it up. You know, you would be able to pretty much hug it, right, and pick it up and it'd be like a a big front squat for you. Yeah, you know, but uh, it's like Brett um, 
I was telling Brett, I've trained multiple people in uh, stones uh, over the years, and he is one of two people, actually, that's ever done it on the first try. I mean, the first time he touched it, he picked it up, and it's on YouTube. You can see it, how easy it was. So he made it look really simple. And, of course, you know, super proud of him because we're buddies. So that was really nice. And, yeah, that was cool. And uh, he's going to continue to do it. And, um, you know, stone lifting, it's a different, it's a different type of lifting. It's, uh, it's, it's not like weights. You know, uh, it's it uses muscles that you wouldn't normally use. You <laughs> Tell know? me about it. I can feel it. <laughs> tomorrow, <laughs> tomorrow you're probably. I got to be honest. You know, when I have back pain, and uh, Angie will attest to this, uh, sometimes I'll do stone lifting hmm. because it really stretches out that lumbar area because oh. you kind of hunch over it like a cat. You know, yeah. you really get the you really yeah. pull the knots out, and man. Yeah. I'll tell you, I, I, I'm a big proponent. But Well, it was really fun. I can't wait to do more. Thank you very much for teaching me. You're welcome. And uh, I highly recommend it. Anyone who happens to have 240, 300-pound <laughs> stones laying around, yeah. I say cradle them and hoist them. Hoist them up. And if you need any help, uh, give us a holler, and you know we can give you some advice. Excellent. All right. Okay, so Big Daddy, here's our last musing on uh, on some interesting stuff. This got sent in from Max. Musing. Yes. Uh, Max sent, sent us a link to this website. It's uh, www.cracked.com. Max, by the way, is our sponsor for Mattress Ranch. Yeah, he was on the show last week, yeah. And anyway, this was... This I know was, you know that. I'm telling the audience. <laughs> this, was, uh, this was sent in from him, and it's pretty funny. And it's an article on cracked.com. Six signs of the times that uh, are older than your grandparents. Hold on one second. Hold on one second. Yeah. Where are my candy orange slices? Oh. Oh. Devil Ange, can you get those? I cannot work under these conditions. (laughs) The talent, the big daddy, the national treasure needs his candies. I, I bust my ass. On this show. Yes, you do. Okay. <laughs> All I ask for is my goddamn orange slices. This is your candies. I, I hear them. I hear them crackling this way. Stop rattling that bag. Here they come. Here, oh, wow. Oh, thank you. Very nice. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. Okay, six sign of the times that are older than your grandparents. We live in a unique period of human history filled with exciting new social movements, artistic styles never seen before. Except, of course, we don't. The kind of thinking, exactly the sort of hubris I'd expect from a generation raised on plentiful pornography and 64-ounce Slurpees. Don't knock it till you try it. Our ancestors were every bit as perverted, creative, and shallow as we are. Uh, think we're living shallow. at the apex of civilization? Think again. And so there's six of these signs that... Uh, Sign of the times that are older than our grandparents. Number six on this list was the interesting bit. Medieval Scotsman invented rap battles. <laughs> okay, rap battles, right? Like uh, Eminem and the rappers, right? They go rapping back and forth. Oh, you mean like other. on 8 Mile? That yeah, movie? on 8 Mile. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. So <laughs> Medieval Scotsman invented rap, mat- rap battles. I never really saw the movie. I read the book. So I belong to a town that utilize this. This writer says I belong to a town that utilizes a strict freestyle rap-based economy, which obviously makes rap a subject that I think about quite a bit. Why, just the other day, while I was rhyme bartering for a pair of sick pants, I started idly wondering about rap's origins. It's hard to get more modern than rap. That's been going on what twenty years. 
30 if you count the rap battles that happened before Vanilla Ice got into the game, which I don't. <laughs> in either case, rap is about as modern as, as the hilarious Robo sidekick. You just can't imagine anything like it in going, going on in days of yore. But really, drunken medieval Scotsmen invented the rap battle. Hmm. They called it flighting. The basic idea flighting. was flighting. <clears throat> and the basic idea was to mock and deride your opponent in the crudest possible fashion while rhyming. Oh, dude, I did that in high school. So, yeah. They're called rap. mom jokes. Yeah. Only the insults these guys churned out were vile enough to make Eminem shit his entire mansion. Wow. <laughs> Speaking of shite. Does he live in the mansion or does he still live on 8 Mile in a no, shack? He, no, he lives in a mansion. Okay. Yeah. Speaking of shite, the first example of the word being used as a personal insult comes from the flighting of Dunbar and Kennedy, hmm. the record of a purported verbal duel in 1503. Academics describe it as just over 500 lines of filth. Wow. Dunbar and Kennedy, a.k.a. T-Money and K-Hole. <laughs> Who the hell gave him that name? <laughs> this author. <laughs> Exchange insults like this. Here's a hint. Oh, oh my gosh. Wait a minute. Steph, can you pull that up? No, you can't. Anyway. Yes, I can. Okay. Get some Viagra if you're going to pull it up. No. <laughs> Candy Sprinkles, our producer, is going to pull this up because i got to read it, Big Daddy, in the original Scottish that they were doing, oh, okay. which is hilarious. And then it's got the hint here on what he was actually saying. Hmm. All right. Filler. <laughs> Filler. So basically what you're telling me is... Uh, these guys just verbally assaulted each other. In rhyme. In rhyme. So right. it was Celtic rhyme. Yes. And did it probably while they were drinking at a bar or something like that. Correct. So kind of like a limerick. Yes. Yeah. Like, yes. Uh, let's say, uh, there once was a man from Dunglass. Yes. Whose balls were made of cut glass. Yes. When he rubbed them together, they played Stormy Weather and Lightning shot from his ass. His arse. Aye, 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 aye. Your father does push-ups over gopher holes. So sing me another one that's worse than the other one and waltz me around by my willy. That's it. Okay, so. How's that for filler? Here is a, it's very good, Big Daddy. <laughs> Here's an example, right? Yeah. So. Thou callest thee retor with the golden lips? Nay, glowering, gaping fool, thou art beguiled. Thou art but gluntalk with thine gilten hips. Wow. Yeah? Here's the hint. I'm embarrassed. Gluntalk means dirty knees, and gilten hips means shitty arse. <laughs> so Dunbar is claiming that his rhymes hit Kennedy so hard that the other man shite right down his own knees. Wow. Yeah? Here's another one. Loathly and lousy as lethand as a lek, since thou with worship would be fain be styled. Hail, sovereign Sayor, the balls hang through thy breek. Let me give it a try. Okay. Start the, do the first line again. Loathly and lousy as lethand as a lek. You have balls the size of bowling balls, but they have no holes. <laughs> Since thou with worship would so frame be styled. God damn you look like an idiot hairstylist. Hail, sovereign Sayor, they ball thy balls hang through thy breck. You have no brains. Your balls are being squished by a vice. 
That's really close. That's really close. <laughs> the translation they suggest here is, you think you're king, but your balls are showing. Hey. Huh? Pretty close. Pretty dang close. Uh, <laughs> the best kind of academics suspect that Scottish slaveholders took their penchant for flirting to the new world. Flighting. Flighting, sorry. Where, uh, to the new world, where it merged with existing African musical traditions and laid the groundwork for what would eventually become Rap. rap. So the next time you're pumping your some biggie, say a little thank you to Scotland for continue contributing something besides bagpipes to music history. Wow. How about that, Big Daddy? Don't know that I'll be pumping biggie anytime soon, but that <laughs> sounds pretty cool. I love rap music, and the fact that the Scotsman came up with it is another excuse and another reason why Scotland rules, everyone else drools. Ooh, hey, look at you. Well, you uh-huh. know they call me Jam Master J. They do call you that. Jam Master J, and I'm here to see if you want to dance, you got to dance my way. Put your right foot in, put your left foot out. Here comes your mama with a big fat snout. Oh, my God. You like that? <laughs> I had no idea. Just threw that out there, brother. Wow. On top of my head. I love I'm that. like Eminem over here. You are that way. Right. I love it. Right. I love it. We're I don't live have, in no trailer park. We're going to have to do Where's some. Me? We're going to have to do it's some. It's over at seven mile. We're going to have to. It's <laughs> one less than eight mile. <laughs> we're so poor, we couldn't afford eight mile. We had to live in a seven mile. That's awesome, dude. That's awesome. Hey, uh, let's get on to pop culture. Pop culture. That was off the scales. Nickel. Yeah. Uh, First of all, uh, Miss Universe got announced tonight. Oh, really? Yes. And I know you're a big Miss Universe fan. Yeah. Because you're a big fan of the Donald. Got a question. Doesn't Donald run the Miss Universe? Is it Miss Universe or Miss World that he runs? I think he runs Miss Miss Universe. Universe. I think you might be right. Candy Sprinkles just went away. Does anybody even watch those things anymore? I mean, how many times do you even hear... It's a scholarship program, Who's Who's the winner of the Miss... uh, Was it uh, Mrs. America? You know, who who wins Miss America? Nobody. Who cares? Yeah. The last time anybody even knew who it was... She cares. Well, who was the the first... uh, Vanessa, Vanessa Williams, the first black woman ever win it? Yeah. She's the only out of all the Miss Americas. Yeah, but, and you know, I don't remember anybody but you else. Know why, you know why we remember her? Controversy. Yeah, because as soon as at, like, hey, listen, hold on a second. Blah blah blah. If you're gonna if you're gonna contribute to the show, yes, you're gonna contribute into the microphone. Fork Talk Nation. What do we have here? You got that, Devil Ange? Big Daddy yelling yeah. at, at Devil Ange, <laughs> giving her the business. Hey, so the reason why we remember her is because of the controversy, as, as Devil Ange just said. Devil Ange um, was correct in that as soon as she got the Miss Pageant whatever thing, universe, then uh, Pen- America Penthouse came out with her uh, their spread on oh look at Miss America doing things with another lady. Yeah, but she was also the first Black Miss America. True. Right. True. So I mean that was kind of a big deal. Candy Sprinkles doesn't the Donald run the Miss Universe? Donald Trump runs Miss Universe. The, there you go. I could have just had a yes. Miss America is a scholarship pageant. Yes. Miss America is a scholarship pageant. Yes, it what is. What do they win? They they win scholarship for being To what? They're too education. stupid to go to college. No, no, I'm sure. How would you? Wow. Oh, excuse me, Miss America. Wow. If you were going to win the Miss America, pageant. how would you? Sorry. I'm in the middle of a bit here. How would you? <laughs> if you were going to win the Miss America, how would you end world peace? Well... If I was going to end world peace, I'd probably 
not put any peas in the blender. <laughs> that would stop world peas. Interesting question of why they... That's Miss America to me. They did, interesting. <laughs> Whatever. Interesting question. Interesting that they would ask the question, how do you end world peace, not how do you create world peace. I'm telling you, but that's I how like, jacked up it is. I like the way you look. I like the, way you I like, I like the cut of your jib. Well, the winner of the Miss Universe pageant... Gets. ...was Miss Venezuela. She is not even from America. <laughs> it's because it's, it's the Miss Universe pageant. But you know what? I heard there's a protest because Mars and SR2385 pissed off. Fuck yeah. I mean. They weren't invited. <laughs> Hell yeah. They weren't invited. Who? Those universal uh, orbs. There's no women on Mars. How do you know? How do you know? Because it's a, man, it's a men's world. It's is a man's the white, planet. The whiteboard's not working. Uh, Mars is the god of war. True. True. I have nothing. I have no idea what I'm talking about. Anyway, let's go on to the next pop cultural event. So uh, let me ask you this. <laughs> yes. So, if Miss Venezuela, 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 say that is Venezuela, Venezuela, yeah. Venezuela. No, just Venezuela. Oh, okay. So if she, yes, <laughs> she she wins the Miss Universe. She does. Okay. So so if Miss America wins a scholarship, a scholarship, third yeah. grade. Um, where, where exactly? What exactly does Miss Universe win? Well, she wins the world. Well, I know she gets a big fancy crown. Whoop de do. Yeah. But does she get? Does hey. she uh, get anything? Uh, can you grand marshal in a parade? Oh yeah, she gets to go on lots of programs and various things of that nature. Yeah. Oh, Ooh, that's a good one. Does she get to? Uh, so she gets to ride on Trump Towers. <laughs> She gets to be a potential future Miss Trump, yes. <laughs> she gets trumped, if you know what I mean. Give her the Donald, you flappy-haired son of a... As we were talking earlier, it would be awesome if a woman in the tr- in the Donald's life actually had the balls to say, love you, let's go to bed, right after you shave that head down to a normal modern-day haircut. And with his little mouth, his little teeny-tiny mouth, he'd say... I'm going to get a divorce. <laughs> he's he's going to say, you're fired. You're fired. You're fired. Hey, I, I want to shout out to the Philippines. Go the ahead. Entire the entire island. Island chain yes. of the Philippines. Yes. Well, they had a huge uh, tropical storm hit. and Yeah, it did. Actually, Manila. it was a typhoon. Typhoon. That's it. That's it. Which, if you guys don't know this, some people may not. A typhoon is actually a hurricane. It's a hurricane when it's on this side of the uh, world, but it's a typhoon on that side of the world. Oh, really? Yeah. Does it change when it goes from that side of the world to this side of the world? Well, on this side of the world, it's clockwise. On that side of the world, it's counterclockwise. It's counter. Interesting. And it, that's cool. I might just be talking out of my ass, but that's what I remember. I like the way you. I like the way you make that stuff up. I was in a typhoon, but anyway, there was a, a lot of people have died. They they think right? It was was it twelve hundred or twelve thousand? There was. 1,200. 1,200. So, um, so unfor- and I have work colleagues who are from the Philippines mm-hmm. for international stuff in my business. What do they do? So, um, well, they're part of, they run contact centers and... Oh, call centers. Call centers. Are yeah. those, you know, like your, your sweatshop, you call that? No, they're not sweatshops. So you got like 100 little Filipinos in, a, in, a, in one room answering phones? No. They don't call that a sweatshop. <laughs> Why? Because you got the air conditioning on? You're yes. going to jail, my friend. That's... That's ridiculous. It's your company. They have water. 
<laughs> Water and plenty of rice. Good yes. job. Yes. Um, but th- I know some people there, so I hope they are well. That's what I'm saying. I, you know, I have to say, you know, being in the service, I had a lot of friends from the Philippines as well. Yeah. And actually visited the Philippines. It's really quite beautiful. And those typhoons, let me tell you, they are badass. When I was in Okinawa, when we had typhoon uh, drills, typhoon warnings, yeah. uh, they, they, you, you got locked down. And, you know, you basically, you you, fed, you fend for yourself. Yeah. You know, you're not allowed to leave. In fact, if we left, like, the barracks to go to the um, the clinic, yeah, you had to wear full battle gear. Basically, you had to wear your flak vest and your helmet. Wow. That's how bad it was. Wow. Yeah. Well, thankfully, there's some uh, servicemen and women there and helping out with that as well. That's so right. So that's nice. Yeah, hot off the wire. This just in. This just in. What is it? Tim Tebow, still not playing football. <laughs> still not playing football. What the hell did this guy do? Every, I don't know, honestly. I think he's He got, won the Heisman Trophy. I know, and everybody's giving him grief galore. I, anyway. You know, as, as, as a Christian guy that he is. Yes. How many prayers do you think he's thrown up to God saying, <laughs> Hey, look. What did I do, How dude? about getting me in one of these teams and keeping me there? <laughs> Okay. How about making the starting quarterback have a hernia and then I slip into the starting position? Well, maybe it's a, maybe it's a sign that the NFL is basically run by the devil and he doesn't want him in. Well, yeah, that would be Jerry Jones. <laughs> I'm only going to accept that against my beloved Cowboys because of the fact that I am not happy with their current ownership. Yes. Well, you and Devil Land are both Cowboys fans. This is a, this is a, a big, Ooh, big fact. We know, we know that. Yep. And you know, I got to be honest. I like the Cowboys. I'm actually, I think Tony Romo is a good player. You know, a lot of people, they talk crap about him and all that stuff, but he's a good quarterback. He's been and very good. He's been having some problems. But, you know, um, you can't really like an owner when they fire Tom Landry. It's true. How do you fire Tom Landry? It's true. You know, it's like firing Bear Bryant. It's true. Doesn't happen. Doesn't work. Right? Doesn't work. All right. Um, well, speaking of football. Staying in the NFL <laughs> twist of things. Oh, my God. Can you believe this stuff that's been going on with uh, Richie Incognito and Jonathan Martin? Makes me laugh. <laughs> uh, I, Fork Talk Nation, I have not pre-discussed this, convert, this particular item with Big Daddy at all. Actually, so I have much of this. So I have no idea what's about to come out of his mouth. <laughs> I am warning you now. I got my hand on the buzzer. <laughs> we'll see what happens. Which basically, you guys would be better off just hitting the pause button on your little toonie boxes. <laughs> yeah, where's my pen light it, to distract you? The light's you? gone. I took it. <laughs> so what happens is, is this Jonathan Martin guy, he's offensive lineman for the Dolphins, okay? He just gets up from lunch one day, in, you know, having lunch and lunch with the team. He gets all pissed off and he leaves. Okay, yep. essentially what happened was a bunch of the players. He he went to sit down at a table with a bunch of his teammates, yep. and as soon as he sat down, nice job, Grace. He they all stood up and walked away. I'm not I'm not going to even fall for that anymore. Your yes. little laser light. I know it's laser light. I know I can't catch it. Give me that. Hey, there it is. There it is. <laughs> there it is. There it is. Got it. Got it. Got it. Get the light. Got the light. Got okay. it. Damn you, you got me. Anyway. So the bottom line is it's become a bullying thing now, okay? Yeah. Now everything's become a bullying. Everything's thing. a bullying thing. Bullying's the new autism. You know, bullying's the new uh, gluten allergy. You know, <laughs> bullying is the new fibromyalgia. 
Right. Bullying is the new chronic fatigue syndrome. Bullying is the new abortion. Whoa. whoa <laughs> bullying whoa, is whoa. the new line cross birth control pill. Cross, cross. <laughs> okay. Continue. Anyway, Continue. the bottom line is you are a 300-pound offensive lineman. This is your second year on the team. You are not a rookie. If you let them treat you like a rookie, you will get treated like a rookie. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that he pissed, he pissed and moaned about was they made him pay $15,000. They all went out to dinner, and they, he had to pick up a $15,000 check for limo and dinner and drinks and a whole nine yard, right? Right. But, I mean, then you, then it comes to find out that this Richie Incognito, who's off, he's also an offensive lineman who plays right next to him, was sending him mean text messages and voicemails. And, yep. and some of them were off-color, of course. You know, he, he said some pretty off-color things. It, this whole thing hasn't necessarily set Richie up as someone who's a um, uh, bastion of <laughs> someone you want to look up to, no, right? No, I mean, he's, he's, he's not a choir boy. Pretty much an ass. Right. But he's an offensive lineman, okay? Right. He's, he, he's not... He's not he's not put on this earth to become a Catholic priest. He's put on this earth to block huge men who are trying to get at the quarterback. And sexually harass women on golf courses? Pretty much. <laughs> but, you know, if you're a big fat guy, you're going to sexually harass women. That's just the way it is. Oh my it's God. the law. <laughs> what? We stop. How many times have you seen some big fat guy and some chick and he's sexually harassing her? <laughs> Never. Actually. Happens all the time. <laughs> Happens all the time. Where do you hang out? <laughs> that is so funny. Hold on a second. This is just in. Bullying. You, I feel bullied by you right now. You're, bu- you're bullying me. I'm. I feel bullied. Gotcha. So anyway, so you're you're definitely on the side of he really needed to stand up for himself as opposed to going to the support that he went to. How where however he did that he went to a lawyer or something like that. Yeah, right? I mean, there's many offensive linemen. You know, there's, there's a few other offensive linemen on the team that are also not white. Okay. Okay. That incognito he he plays with, he hangs out with, and all this stuff. So it's not like he's. He's not a racist. He threw out a racial slur at this kid, okay? Okay. So they just – the thing is, is if you don't want to play football, don't play football, you know? But don't say, I'm not going to play football because they're being mean to me. It doesn't work, you know? It doesn't you work. Go. For me, it doesn't work, you know? Is, is Incognito a nice guy? Is he a good dude? Actually, I've heard that he is a nice guy. He is a good dude by people who know him. You know, uh, In fact, I have a, a friend of ours. People who are not being abused by him? Yeah. Well, a friend of Sexually ours Sexually or physically? Well, yeah. <laughs> that old golf course incident, that was that was just her. She wanted it. Oh. <laughs> you are so bad. Everybody uh, told me that she was coming on to him first. Will you stop? I you heard the story. Anybody there? He asked for a Miller Lite. That's ridiculous. She wouldn't give him a Miller Lite, <laughs> so he grabbed her ass. <laughs> stop! <laughs> stop! Well, the, I heard uh, on the radio today someone was mentioning uh, they were they were doing kind of a counterpoint to it, and they were saying that they totally understood your point of view, uh, but they also were like bringing up a little bit of an inconsistency w- that we have uh, and kind of calling everybody out on it. And mm. that was 
So when, say, in, in, in football specifically, so you've got people like a junior Seau who have really a lot of problems. And yeah, he's got a big problem. He killed himself. Yeah, right. So, but all you heard after he killed himself was, gosh, if he had just gotten help, if he'd just come and talked to someone, if he'd just reached out to help, get help, maybe that could have been avoided, right? Mm-hmm. And then this guy says, so this guy obviously is feeling similarly, not suicidal, but really is freaked out by this whole thing and for whatever reason and reaches out. Now, he's not suggesting that he reached out in a good way to get help, but that's you can debate that he did the wrong kind of reaching out. Mm-hmm. But he still reached out, but he, this guy reaches out and everybody calls him a wimp. That's an interesting way to, to look at it. Right. Again, I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I just thought it was an interesting take on it. I, th- I think Had this guy walked into the locker room and shot that sh- shot Richie and then shot himself. Everybody would have gone, oh, if he just reached out and talked to someone about this bullying, it wouldn't have been a problem. Yeah, that makes quite a statement. That's called homicide well, and suicide. Just saying. Well, you know, it also came out that the coach kind of pushed incognito on him to toughen him up. Yeah, they were doing a little... Right. Well, that's classic hazing, right? It, whether it's military that you're pushing people that way or... Let me you know, tell you something. Old school from, fraternity From stuff a military standpoint and you from your fraternity, you know sometimes hazing, you know, done appropriately is a good training tool. Mm-hmm. It's a good tool to get people... You know, you, you kind of got to break people down a little bit and then build them up. I mean, yeah. that's, that's the Marine Corps method, that's, you know? That's how it came that's how to it works. be. Yeah, yeah so, that's how it came to be. Yeah. Um, but some people... It can go over the edge. Obviously. In this day and age, though, they're just a little bit more sensitive sometimes. Yeah. You know, been. and maybe this kid was just a little too sensitive. True. Very true. Hey, what about Movember? What about it? What about... Are you into it? I have a mustache and beard all year long. As do I. You know what we call Movember, where I come from? What do they call Amateur it? Amateur Beard Week. <laughs> <laughs> True. True. You hear that? You got that? You bunch of wannabes? You hear that, uh, everybody? Yes, but what's yes. the point of it? Well, is... I really don't even... Isn't it some kind of a, a, a cancer thing? What's that? Testicle. What are you... Oh, it's testicular. Why are you pointing at your vajayjay? She's rolling something in her hand like she's Captain Quig from the cane mutiny over here. (laughs) And I'm supposed to realize that that's... Is she fondling testicles? testicles? If she does that to you, you must be in pain. (laughs) Yeah, it's like those those, those Chinese stress balls that you you roll around in your hand. Yeah, those Benoit balls. Yeah. Not so, not so calming. Wow, <laughs> not so calming. You poor bastard. We need to get you some help. Yes, it's testicular cancer awareness month. Uh. And I'm a big fan of testicles, so I'm fine with being aware of them. But you and I, you just are set such yourself <laughs> up so big. <laughs> you, you are such a big fan of testiculars. That you don't turn it around on me. You just said I'm a big fan of testicles. Yeah, and and we bouncing across your face. <laughs> Boom! There I said it. You no, made me go there. I'm you ta- made me go I'm there. Talking about my own that I wear a across mus- your face a mustache. What are you double jointed? <laughs> I wear a mustache all year because I'm <laughs> That's so <called> pubes. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> Okay, um, uh, oh, I walked right you. into that one. Thank you. Can I, uh, Slim Jim, can I get another beer, please? <laughs> He's not listening He's asleep. to me. 
Hey, finally on pop culture, because this is the longest oh, wait opening in history. <laughs> on November. Remember, we had a question about that on Facebook, right? It's, it's coming up next. Oh, it is? Okay. It's coming up next. So we're gonna go, I'm going to go on to this one? Yeah. Okay, Our so last pop culture event item is... Happy 238th birthday to the United States Marine Corps. Hoorah! Semper Fi, hoorah! Gung-ho, gung-ho, gung-ho! Very nice. Also, that, and so that's November 10th, and then um, that's tomorrow, and then November 11th is Veterans Day. Yes. So reach out and kiss a veteran. Veterans Day. On his um, testicles. Happy Veterans Day to you all, all of the Fork Talk Nation and throwers out there who have served our country, uh, including you, Big Daddy. Thank you. For Thank your you. Ser- Thank you for your service. Greatly appreciate it. Jay I, O'Neill, American. I uh, have not, and I guess will not have the opportunity unless there's some kind of really big battle. <laughs> that uh, they if they start have. drafting 44-year-olds, you're they up. they start drafting me, I guess I'm in, all right? But uh, and unfortunately, or fortunately, depending on your situation, it's not going to happen. But um, I, I always dig that day. A lot of good uh, vibes out there for everybody. Veterans Days. You know, it, it's, a, it's a nice time to... Kind of, if you, if you've been in the service, to kind of reflect, and I've had a lot of time to kind of catch up with my buddies from the service and stuff like that on Facebook, which is another great reason for Facebook. What you're hearing there, ladies and gentlemen, is a Guinness being poured, and that's uh, that's Hoss pouring. That's to you. I'm pouring that for you. He's pouring that for me. Yeah. And if you're not a veteran, I'm good. If you're not a veteran, you know, it's a good time for you to reflect on your friends or family members that were veterans. A lot of times, you know, some of our parents or grandparents you know were in the army or in the marine corps or navy or something like that you know and um it's time to reflect and if you you know maybe give them a call say hello say thank you you know that kind of stuff so that's really the meaning of veterans day maybe watch a good movie you know with your with your family what would you know okay so this is good from a veteran that you are Mm -hmm. what would be a good veterans day movie to watch give me two i would have to say no, give me three. <laughs> give me an old one. I'll give, give me an old school one. Oh, old school? Sands of Emo Jima with John Wayne. Mm, yes. Very yeah, nice. That's okay. a very good movie. It's a good one to watch. Yes. Uh, and? The reason why, and let me tell you, the reason why that was such a good movie is okay. the technical advisors for that movie were Marines that were on Iwo Jima. Okay. So, so they, there was... Yeah. They, and they actually have small parts in the movie. Ooh. Really? Yeah. yeah. Cool. So... Okay. Um, Give me a mid 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 one then you know newer than that but not modern. Platoon mm. is is one of mine that comes uh, to mind because it's Vietnam. Yeah, and a lot of people didn't really understand what Vietnam was all about. And I think that kind of that captured it pretty gives, well. Gives, gives, yeah, I wasn't there obviously, but I'm, from the veterans I know that have served in Vietnam, it did a very good job. Yep. But I think my number one favorite is is of course Saving Private Ryan. Mm. And the reason why is because it's so realistic and cool the way they did stuff. Yeah. And um, I think, you know, we're losing a lot of our World War II vets. You know, yep. we, they're you know they're becoming uh, extinct. Yeah, not you know. many left. Yeah. They're definitely they're up. They're there in, in their eighties. You know, nineties. Yeah. And it's time, you know, I think not our generation, of course, because we really appreciate World War II. You know, World War II uh, changed 
the world. I mean, it really well, it was a real world war. Well, because our parents are and our grandparents are that greatest mm-hmm. generation, right? Right. So we have a real close connection to them, where the generation past us mm-hmm. are now kind of two generations removed from right. that. So it's right. just, you know. They, they would have a connection with maybe the, the vets from the Vietnam era, but nothing nothing before that. Right. Not even really Korea. No. Yeah. And, and I, I apologize, too, because, I mean, the Korean War, obviously, was another uh, a big deal, too. Yeah. But, and it's a forgotten, you know, they call it the Forgotten War. Yeah, a little bit, know? yeah. But well, the thing that scares me the most is really that these kids, you know, these teenagers, kids in their 20s even, yeah. they're not going to know the sacrifice and the stuff that went on during World War II that these men did, you yeah. know, and women, you know. Um, a lot of just real life-changing, you know, country-altering things happened, yeah. you know, not just with the with Germany but also with Japan, yep. you know. And so I think uh, Saving Private Ryan. That's a good one. I've heard, I've heard one. vets, obviously, that were there and actually on D-Day mm-hmm. say that, wow, it was like, kind of spooky because mm-hmm. it was so well done to what it was like and it obviously captures that you know the essence of some of that stuff if you watch saving private ryan in a surround sound yeah i literally found myself ducking yeah it's because true. when those bullets when they're on the start beach flying first thing yeah, and they're hitting the they're hitting the um the, the steel uh guard guard posts and stuff like that and yeah. those, those little landmine things yeah it, man it's yeah, <laughs> it's pretty crazy. cool all right, that's it for the opening segment. Big Daddy, that is the longest opening segment we've ever done, and I think it was appropriate to have that on 13 and 3 quarters episode. How long do you think it was? Uh, I know exactly how long it was. It was uh, nearly 58 minutes. Well, then it's not an opening segment, is it? <laughs> <laughs> you know, we're we, about fork talk, people. You know, well, this is podcast gold. This is podcast, baby. <laughs> the stuff that's coming out of our mouths is like... Especially yours. Yeah. It's saliva gold. <laughs> there, I noticed there's a lot of spit on there. Thank God for that spit guard. <laughs> Let's get out to the next segment. Tastes like chicken. <laughs> Mock. Yeah. Ing. Yeah. Bird. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Mockingbird, don't everybody have you heard? Have you heard? She's gonna buy me a Mockingbird. And if that Mockingbird don't sing, she's gonna buy me a Diamond Ring. And if that Diamond Ring don't Oh my goodness. Big Daddy. Man, hoss. Segment one. Segment one. The Roger Saunders treatise on the historical and scholarly defense of the inclusion of the sheaf as the legitimate historical and traditional part of every Highland Games competition. Do you hear that, Steve Conway? Every Highland Games competition. This is part two of a two-part series. The first one we did last time, and it is called The Last Sheaf. The Last Sheaf. Yes. And uh, just to remind everybody out there, Roger Saunders, our historical official staff member, our historian, and he put together, through exhaustive research, a um, treatise on the ancient 
sheaf history, lore, rituals, and contests in Scotland, and a defense of the inclusion of the greatest sport in the history of the world in all Highland Games contests. Sheaf! Exactly. God, Roger, you're, you, he writes so well. He does. So here is the second half of the treatise. Okay. Okay. One of the first athletic events was that the last man who harvested the last sheaf was seized by his colleagues, stripped, and had his bear behind Holy beaten shit. with the sheaf <laughs> he brought in. That's what we're going to do with every one of you jackasses that brings a two-time fork to our games. He was then given a bannock, a kind of pancake, and told to run. If, run with a pancake? If he was caught, his pursuers got to eat the bannock. If he was not <laughs> caught, the bannock was his to eat. Variations of this contest were that the last man had to deposit his last sheaf <laughs> to the top of the sheaf pile before his comrades caught him. One can imagine that if he was skilled with his fork, this last man could toss his sheaf to the top of the pile and avoid a loss, which would result in his buttocks being smeared with molasses while he was success while if he was successful, he was rewarded with a bottle of ale. How the hell is that any kind of a competition? <laughs> Are you telling me <laughs> So take take off your clothes and then take this pancake and you run as fast as you can. But if we catch you, we're going to put molasses on your ass and lick it dry. Hey, We should have that as a tenth, of, as a tenth event for the Bellingham Games. I think so. I think this could be good. In another contest, when the last chief was standing in the middle of the field, it was decorated to look like the maiden or old crone. It was meant to be, and since no one wanted to be designated as the one to be the last to finish the harvest, talked about this in, in, in the part one. That's right. So each, hopefully you listen to that, folks. Each of the men would take turns tossing a sickle at the sheaf. They were told, it, uh, they were, sorry, they were to hold it by the flat of the blade rather than the handle. Hmm. By this method, if one of them had the bad fortune to be successful in felling the sheaf, it could be attributed to the group as a whole and thereby spread the blame. Well, these guys must have been bored. Another tradition which supports the validity of the sheaf toss in today's athletic competition is the fact that once the last sheaf was harvested, it was no longer permitted to touch the ground. <laughs> and they, they, they obviously wanted to go to Mars early with you and I as well. Pretty much. This is an obvious and early attempt to avoid the laws of gravity, sparsely ah. discovered and foisted upon us by the heretic Sir Isaac Newton. <laughs> nice little uh, shout there, by the way, Roger. Good Very job, good. Roger. Good man. The Gentleman's Magazine, Volume 301 from December 1906, tells us that in Scotland, the last sheaf was called, among other things, a Syac. This is the Scots transli transliteration of the Gaelic word Kaleach. It was cut by the girls in the field and was on no account to be allowed to touch the ground. Hmm. That's interesting. Here is another area in which we find the tradition of sheaf tossing, which survives until today and is practiced around the world at Highland Games celebrations and gatherings with great interest and has proven to be a fan favorite, even many times outdrawing the caber events in crowd pleasure. Every time I see it. In this case, what was 
what one neighbor would do was to toss his last sheaf over the fence of his property into the neighbor's field so show his neighbor that in the race to finish the harvest he was the victor well you can imagine that after a few years of this kind of humiliation that the neighbor would reciprocate by tossing it back Mm -hmm. then the inevitable would happen and the neighbors would be against would vie against themselves to see who could build the taller wall while still maintaining the ability to flood the neighbor's lawn with the last sheaves? Look at that. Huh? It's a height event. Thus, the great Highland Games sport that is the sheaf toss was born and survives until this day as not only a crowd-pleasing celebration of skill, but the culmination of face-saving pride for the one who proves that he or she has worked the hardest and the fastest to bring in the sheaves and finish the work that needed to be done! Exclamation point! So saith the shepherd, so So saith the flock. That is awesome. Indeed. Once again... That or, is beautiful. Once again, for Talk Nation, the sources for I got this a were there. Sir head. James George Frazier, 1854 to 1941, The Golden Bough, 1922, Religion and Myth by James MacDonald, 1883, The Orkney's Harvest Lore at uh, com. Gentleman's Magazine, Volume 301, Part 2 of 1906, The Carmichael Watson Project, uh, at carmichaelwatson.blogspot.com, the 1911 Classic Encyclopedia at the 1911 Classic en- uh, Encyclopedia.org forward slash harvest, and Folklore Journal Volume 7 Notes on the Harvest Customs, baby. And the last one would be Hoss and Big Daddy of Fork Talk 316 because we said so. That's right. I love it. Segment. So do I. Out. Out. I, I think mail we need to find our last clue to figure this out. The mail's here. Let's go. Here's the mail. It never fails. It makes me want to wag my tail. When it comes, I want to wail. Wow. Big Daddy, I love that theme music for this new segment. You segment dig that, two, baby? baby. You dig that? Fork Talk. Who's your daddy? <laughs> you the big daddy. Hey, uh, so this is a new segment to Fork yes, Talk it is. Nation. It is called Who thought of this? Ask Fork Talk. I am going to have to say I came up with this one. Really? I was sitting at my computer and I, I thought... I didn't think you were that smart. I thought Candy thought of it. Well, thank you very much. No offense. <laughs> <laughs> just because you say no offense doesn't mean it's not offensive. That's right. And with all due respect, you're an <laughs> asshole. Uh, ask for talk. So we got uh, some of the listeners from our 531 likes of Facebook. That's right. Hey. To give us a little questions. They can ask any question of you or me mm-hmm. or of the staff. Right. Yeah. Uh, and the, the crew at large. And let me tell you something. Candy, when did you put this out? I, uh, Brett put it out on the Fork Talk page last week. I reposted it middle of this week and then again this morning, which right. is Saturday morning. That's great. So our listeners had a whole lot of time to come up with these questions. They did. And, uh, Long time. We yeah. got them all uh, in one day. Today. <laughs> the, nice work, Fork Talk listeners. <laughs> Big Daddy's not happy, people. 
All right, so listen, let's have Big Daddy. Let's have Candy. Yes. Uh, read us a question, and sounds then you, good. and then you and I will answer or, or comment. Yes. I, like, I like. Yep. All yep, right. Sounds good. So, Candy, a question one. First one. Oh, Cass Tomala posed this question not to Fork Talk, but just kind of in general. But we thought we should answer it. Well, since we're the all-knowing. Right. Question is: Should I grow a mustache for? November or a full-on patchy beard for no-shave November? <laughs> Apparently, his beard doesn't grow in very well. Interesting question. Good question. I mean, he doesn't have a whole lot of testosterone, obviously, which is why he probably has a patchy beard. Hmm, interesting. He, he's not shooting blanks, though, because he just uh, had a baby. You sure it is? <laughs> wow. What? Oh, hey, yes. I don't know nothing. I, I'm, I'm quite certain it is, yes. I'm quite you're certain right. it is. It's puny and cute, so it's his. Yeah, it's a lightweight. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a lightweight. You're not going to win friends and influence You know what? I didn't join the show to win friends. What's the answer to his question, Big Daddy? Uh, the answer is shave your head and become a man. <laughs> yes. That's, I, my, that's my answer. Uh, Cass, I happen to agree with him. Yep. All right, but if you want to if you want to do the Movember thing, just grow a Fu Manchu. Everyone looks tough in a Fu Manchu. True, Candy. Question number two. This is from Shane Bull Oliver, one of our biggest fans. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> when you say biggest fans, first of all, I'm not sure this is a good idea to have her read the question because <laughs> she's not reading the question. She's now expanding on the question. I like that. I like that. I like the way she's doing it, though. It's good. Go ahead. From Shane Bull Oliver, one of Fork Talk's best fans. And this biggest. Directed at Big Daddy. Me. What is the best lifting for throwing? Well, well, don't don't get real specific or anything, Shane. Good call. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? In Shane's defense, yes. you know, let, let me go ahead. I'm going to go ahead and extrapolate on this a little bit. You know, there's a lot of things that affect your, th- your throwing and a lot of things that people have to do to get their lifting, you know, to try to coordinate it with their throwing. But the best lifting for throwing, heavy. <laughs> Lift heavy stuff. <laughs> Next question. Wow, we're genius. <laughs> Thank you. Matthew Thornton asks, the whole group, which I think considered, includes all of us. That's everybody. Members, do you throw with a quiet mind or with anger and rage? Let's start with Devil Ange. Anger and rage. Slim Jim. Slim Jim says anger and rage. Slim Jim sounds interesting. I wouldn't take him for an anger and rage kind of guy. But, I would. But maybe he's the, a teenager. Ah, uh, he's got a lot of uh, hormones. He's listening to Henry. Flowing. He's got his earbuds on. He's listening to Henry Rollins. Yes, must be. Devil Ange, what, sh- what say you? Are, is it uh, quiet mind or anger and rage? Um, actually, it's embarrassment. I would could not go with either one of the other two. Interesting. That was not an option. The power given. of embarrassment. The power of embarrassment. <laughs> Bull Oliver, uh, or Matthew. oh, that was Matthew. Sorry, Matthew. Okay, and uh, candy sprinkles. I throw with quiet rage. Quiet rage. Quiet rage. Yes. Interesting yes. answer. And Big Daddy. I throw with the angry mind. <laughs> Meaning, <laughs> I'm a very angry person. So yeah. that's how I throw. Interesting, interesting. In fact, that implement is Bobby Dodd. <laughs> Every time I throw it, if Bobby Dodd's judging me, it's his head. Uh, you know, this is a good. Qu- this is a good question. I try to be quiet-minded to start with, 
And I used to, I probably would have answered this question uh, last year with more of trying to be a quiet mind. But I was really taken when we interviewed, um, uh, yes, of course I should know who I'm going to talk about when I say this. You know, the, the, the answer can be short and sweet. Dude. No, 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 this is good. Um, <laughs> um, uh, our favorite sock wearer in the Highland Games sports. Charlie Latt. No. Dom. Pro. Oh, Carrie Overfeld. Thank you. God, I'm sorry, Carrie. I just went mind blank. When we I don't even know why I said Charlie Latt. When, when we interviewed Carrie, right. he, he described this violence at mm-hmm. the end of pulling the handle off the weight exactly. in his, in his yep. finish. Yep. And so I try to be quiet and not get in my head to start with and then finish it with a lot of rage. Yeah. And you know what? That's improved your throwing this year. It has. I've noticed that. Yep. So I would suggest you guys try that. Absolutely. Next good qu- question, Matthew Thornton. It was good. Next question. This is from Kaylin, the Queen Mall, to Big Daddy and Haas. What was your first games? First games? I assume she means throwing in. Yeah. First Highland games did you uh, throw in would be, yeah. Right. Because my first Highland games was in Inverness, Scotland. Right. But that's, I just attended and watched. Right. Um, my first Highland games that I threw in was uh, near and dear to my heart, the Bellingham Highland Games in Bellingham, Washington. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. And now? And now I am the athletic director. Exactly. Woo-hoo! Went from throwing to running it. Throwing to running Look it. Look at that. Yep. Uh, it was very, uh, it was, that was my, it was very special. That was uh, four years ago, I think. Mm, no, it was longer than that. 2009. 2009? Was it? There you go. No, it was Eight. No, 2009. Okay. Yep. You, Big Daddy? Very first Highland Games I attended. I'm just going to say it because it was Edom Claw, the Claw, mm-hmm. in 1996. First time you attended one. Right. Okay, yeah. First time you threw First time one. I threw, I was in, I was attending the UW, and I threw at the Kelso Games in 1999. Oh. Wow. Uh, Bob Ham was there. Bobby Dodd was there. They were, you know, judging or whatever. Yeah. And then I didn't throw in another games until 2002, Edom Claw. When they had a novice class there. Gotcha. Yeah. Because you went back to your strength stuff that you were doing with other things. Well, I, was, I finished school. Yeah. You know, I had a lot of stuff to do with, you know, with uh, the University of Washington, you know, finishing school and all that stuff. stuff yeah, done, yeah. And getting done and getting a job and all that stuff. And then 2002, did Highland Games. And then went in, and then I went right in, back in strongman stuff. And then I didn't come back in the Highland Games until cool. 07. All right. Thanks for the question, Kaylin. That's Great nice. Great question. Great question. And our last question, Candy uh, Sprinkles. So Lance Baruch says... Canadian. What? Canadian. is that? That's not relevant. Jughead. It's always relevant. We love you, Lance. <laughs> I don't. What is best in life? Is the it... Electric massager. <laughs> From your oh, sister. The, the, besides besides the, the buffer. The, the <laughs> muscle <laughs> buffer. From your sister. The human muscle buffer, Lance Baruch. Yeah, um, Haas is a big fan of the car buffer on his back. Anyway, Lance oh. wants to know, what is best in life? Is it really to crush your enemies, to see them driven before you, and to hear the lamentation of their women? That's not how you ask that question. Mm. Oh, how, how's it supposed to be asked? You have to ask that question like this. Okay, do it. What is best in life? <laughs> <laughs> Is it to crush your enemies, see them driven before you, and hear the lamentation of the women? 
You did that about as just spot on accurate acting as Arnold did in Conan in the first time it was done. That's why he won an Oscar. <laughs> he did not. He did too. He was the key grip in that movie as well and won an Oscar for that. Is that right? No. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, um, yes. But you know what, Lance? Yes. The answer is yes. The answer is because, yes. Because we really love to crush our enemies. True. We do it on a daily basis. Yep. We love to drive keep, them before keep us. Keep your friends close and your enemies closer Just so you can crush them crush like a them. stone. Crush you like a little ant. <laughs> and then, of course, to hear the lamentation of the women. Uh, you know. Well, we hear that all the time. Oh, yeah. Oh, my oh, daddy. You're oh, so hot. Oh, so my God. Oh, look at you guys throw oh, the sheep. Look at you guys throw the You're so sheep. muscular. Oh, your, your forks are so long. <laughs> and you're so <laughs> tight. <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait a minute. What? What? <laughs> <laughs> okay, sorry, folks. Anyway. Hey, so that's the Ask for Talk segment. That's pretty good. Very nice. Wait a minute. I think there's one more question. We need more questions. Oh, yeah. Well, of course. Oh, my goodness. You know, she can always, I explain something to you? Candy Sprinkles always screws us up when she starts asking. What is that thing things? in front of her that's got a pen on it? It's called the whiteboard. Exactly. Why is she not using it? I don't know. If she expects me to read hand signals, I can't. But I know what she was trying to say. What? She was trying to say we, need to we ask should more. ask for more questions. We shall. It's an open thing. We have an email, by the way, info at fork-talk.com or Facebook. Send us your questions. They can go to Intern Slim Jim. They can go to Miles Wetzel, uh, Vargas Highlander, right, me. Dr. Beck. Anybody, yep. right? So ask away, and we will answer in due time. Oh, wait a minute. There is one more question. It's from Joe Blow from Poughkeepsie, <laughs> New York. The question is... Where's my where's my button? The question is, the hokey pokey. Is that really what it's all about? <laughs> <laughs> and that's the segment. The answer is yes. All right. Here's a scenario for you, Dad. Suppose Nancy sees me coming out of the shower and decides to come on to me. I'm looking good. I've got a luscious V of hair going from my chest pubes down to my ball throat. And she takes one look at me and she goes, Oh my God, I've had the old bull, now I want the young calf. And she grabs me by the wiener. Shut the fuck up! Remember, remember, the 5th of November, gunpowder, treason, and plot. I see no reason why gunpowder treason should ever be forgot. How about that? Hey, I like the nursery rhyme. Well, it is a nursery rhyme of sorts, Mm -hmm. yes. And it comes from England. 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 Jolly old England. Pip, pip, cheerio, and all that sort of rut. It does, yes. And this is... I tip my derby to you. Ah, thank you. Thank you. I tip my spotted dick to you. <laughs> Keep your dick to yourself. <laughs> that's, that's and go smoke a fag. That's a that's a food that's a food item, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to historical figure segment. Yes, indeedy, historical figure. Historical figure, and that poem has something to do with our historical figure. Yes, it does because it's not only. Yes. I don't know what I'm going to say. But before we talk about our historical me. figure... We talk about the number one historical figure that we can't stand. Yes. He who shall be named. Yes. Sir Isaac Newton. Boo. Figgy. Figgy. Suck it, Figgy. Suck it, Figgy. <laughs> um, 
so people who have not listened to us before or need to be reminded, we do not like Sir Isaac Newton. Hey, you know, you know, I read another story about him. Oh, really? <clears throat> yeah. Okay. So the whole Isaac Newton thing, you know, it's this theory of gravity. Right. 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 Mm-hmm. And uh, objects falling at objects, the same time. Yeah, basically yeah. an apple mm. falls the same as a ping pong ball. Yeah. Whatever. Yep. Yep. Anyway. Pretty much a monkey could have come up with this one. Well, a monkey did. Yeah. And, you know, I have to apologize to monkeys. Right. Yeah. It's, right? Lo- it's really not fair to monkeys, really, so, what he is. do you know how he figured this out? How? He Tell had me. no testicles. He didn't. He had no balls. He was a eunuch? Basically. Is that what a eunuch is when you don't have testicles? Right. When, they're, when they chop them off. Yeah, okay. His weren't chopped off, actually. He was born without them. He was. Right. Wow. So what happened was, you know, it was a long time ago. It was the first experimental cosmetic surgery for testicular implants. Oh, okay. Yes. yes. Yeah. They used walnuts. They have those regularly now, right? Yeah. Uh, they, Lance Armstrong and others, right? You have a uh, testicular cancer, yep. but you still want to feel like you've got uh, a pair. Old half nut himself. So you can uh, you can have some uh, ceramics. I've got a question in. about that. Who cares? Okay, continue. You know, somebody removes one of your balls. Yeah. I mean, does it really affect you? I don't know. I mean, unless you're in the I YMCA have, locker room walking have, around with no towel on. I have both, so I'm not sure I can answer that. That's true. But continue. Anyway, they used walnuts back in those days. Walnuts? Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. Interesting. I would think his body would reject those. Well, they did. That's when they fell down. Boom. Gravity. <laughs> God. <laughs> I'm telling you. I hate that Sir Isaac Newton. That dumb son of a bitch. We don't like him because of gravity. Gravity is our enemy. We like things that go high, especially sheep. And so, boo on you, Sir Figgy. Figgy. Suck it, Figgy. And our poem from Your mom's a whore, Figgy. Wow, easy, easy. Your daddy smells of elderberries. Easy, easy. Your grandfather's a pimp. Our historical figure is... Grandmother's a prostitute. Gee Fox. Guy Fox. Gee Fox. Guy Fox. I I say gee, you say guy. I say tomato, you say <laughs> tomato. Let's call the whole thing off. It's possible that a lot of the Fork Talk Nation may not know of Guy Fox. But, Is it uh, gee or guy? Because it's spelled guy on my sheet. I, I say gee, but it is guy as well. Why do you say gee? Because I You're like it. Just trying to be stupid? No, I like it. It shows okay, disrespect. Okay, well, I'm going to call you... It shows disrespect. I'm going to call you Needle Dick the Bugfucker from now on. Wow, what? We're, yeah, you know why? Because I like get, it. We're going to get an explicit rating. From, Will from, stop that? From now on, there's your pe- name is not Hoss. Dude, it's no, Needle Dick. There's, there's children listening. There are not children listening. Yeah, what if Walker's got oh, Audrey damn listening? It. Will you stop? Jim Walker, please cover her ears and put us on rewind. Yes, please. <laughs> Sample this first before you let her listen. Indeed. Again. Always sample before okay. you let her listen. November 5th is the historical time for the Guy Fox celebration. I thought it was Guy. Guy Fox, also known as Guido Fox. No, is he from is it Italy? Guido Fox. Is he from Italy? Guido? No. He was part of a group of English Catholics who tried to blow up Parliament in the failed gunpowder plot of 1605. Wow. He was captured while guarding a cache of explosives in the basement of the House of Lords. And he was executed by being hung, drawn, and quartered, which is also a very good pub right outside of where he had this happen. 
It's called hung, drawed, and quartered? Yeah, I've been there. They make a good pint. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Pour a good pint. I'll bet. Um, and his name but is But you got to be hung to get in but there. But his <laughs> name is also what invented the word guy as a, as a vernacular for... That a, guy? A guy. Hey, that I know guy. a guy. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Okay. So 408 years ago, a Catholic plot to blow up the, pre- the British Houses of Lords, uh, and with it, the King of England failed completely. Although a non-event, the attempted bombing had a huge legacy. There was the historical impact, Big Daddy, with King James I using it as an excuse to crack down on England's non-conforming Catholics and lay the foundation for the unified British state. There was the cultural impact with November 5th celebrated ever since with fires and fireworks as bonfire night, it's called. Hmm. And Candy Sprinkles and I experienced this living in England. The bonfire night is a huge festival every year. It's kind of like it's the closest thing they got to like 4th of July pretty much. They, Sounds like it. It's, it's amazing. Um, in a tribute to the plotter caught red-handed as Guy Fox Night. This is a significant linguistic legacy, too, because it was the creation of the word Guy. So November 5th was immediately established as a day of celebration. And while little is known about how exactly it was celebrated back then, it gradually has evolved into a nationalistic night of fireworks and bonfires. With This is what killed me, because... All the political hairs on the back of our American necks when you go to England and you go to your first uh, Guy Fawkes uh, Burns night or um, bonfire night, um, they burn an effigy of Catholic figures such as Guy Fawkes and the Pope. Uh, In these these giant... Why do they burn Guy Fawkes? (laughs) So as a part of this celebration... As a as as a remembrance of him trying to overthrow uh, and and his pl- fellow plotters in this conspiracy that uh, got uh, thwarted, every November fifth or that, around that time, around these villages all over England, they have basically big giant parties, uh, carnivals, and all this. And in the middle of the green, in these common uh, areas, these uh, you know kind of park like areas in the villages, right? They take as much branches and uh, cardboard and uh, and pallets of wood and they pat they stack them up like anywhere from two to three stories tall mm-hmm. they put an effigy like a stuffed guy that looks like Guy Fox up at the top of it and they light the whole damn thing on fire and wow. everybody runs around and just celebrates you know it's kind of funny whenever you say Guy Fox I think of Red Fox <laughs> Does he grab his chest and go, Elizabeth? It's a big one. I'm coming. I'm coming. Yes. So, um, and uh, so, but it's funny too because the word guy then became to be used in England to mean effigy, and later it became to be used in the pejorative sense to describe a man, he's a bad guy, or as usually a, a weirdly dressed person, a weirdly dressed person, according to Parliament's history of Guy Fox Night. Hmm. So while the word guy has changed, uh, so is the reputation of Guy Fox from a minor player in a Catholic plot to the symbol of terrorism uh, to a strange figure in British celebrations. So is he a hero to the people there? Or is well, he, uh... No, he's pretty much an anti-hero. The, the celebration is basically we stopped him from overthrowing the government and his plotters, and therefore let's yearly... I mean, the guy was sitting there. He probably didn't even want to be involved in this. He probably was just... Some guy said, here, wait here. 
<laughs> and he's he's hanging out near the the gun the gun. Watch barrels. these gunpowder barrels. Wa- right. Watch this. Don't we'll, let anyone smoke around we'll here. We'll be right back. Yeah. <laughs> Just hang tight. And four hundred years later. They're still burning this guy alive at the top of these things. He could have been just been some bum. Yeah. You know? Now, the question is, of course, on all historical figures, because they're still talking about that Abraham Lincoln bit. Yes, they are. What kind of thrower could Guy have been? Now, interesting thoughts. First of all, if he was... You know what? I'm going to give you this one, because I have, I, have, I have no idea what this guy even looks like. Okay, you riff on this. First of all, well, he's... British. Well, there you go. He sucks. Four hundred years ago. Hey, we know there's a there's a very good uh, British Scott girl. Ryder. Yeah, he's right. the only one I like. Okay, so he's British. So therefore, and he four hundred plus years ago. So he probably wasn't a large guy as no. far as height. Right. So he was more Hobbit like. Hobbit. Yes, but he was near the gum barrels, the gunpowder barrels. He possibly probably helped bring those in, and those are not light. A barrel of gunpowder is not light. Right. You've held up a can of gunpowder. Yes. Not, it's not light. No. Heavy. To a big barrel. So he was probably bare chest in that, like a stone. So he could have been strong. Could have been. Yeah. And. Um, but my, he was an idiot. Well, my guess is <laughs> just before he was ripped into four pieces, he would have had nice long levers from yeah, being yeah. drawn out before he was quartered. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, that's a cockeyed. That's a that's a cockeyed optimist. <laughs> yeah, this is. Uh, I'm I'm trying to turn something into good here, right? Yeah, you're you're I'm definitely not, doing that. I um, I'm thinking he might have been good at shot put because of cannonballs. Yes. Okay. Yes, he probably was. Um, well, currently, I guess his ghost is probably quite good at uh, wait for distance. I'm thinking because uh, being burned so much, he's got quick feet. Good point. Yeah, and he's hot. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I'm thinking. This is what I'm thinking. You know, I, I'm. I just to the to the four talk listeners out there. Yes, I got to say this. Uh oh. Uh-oh. This Guy Fox thing is cool. It's super informative. But you don't like it? But I don't know what he's going to do as far as a thrower because I can't picture him. You know, Abraham Lincoln, you picture him. He's tall and rangy and he's long. And right. He, you know, he's he's hot. I mean, <laughs> and, and... Candy Sprinkles is going to pull up a picture of Guy Fox so that you can see him. Oh, okay. Yes, an oil painting. They actually I'm have sure. a picture of Guy Fox. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's a this historic- is 1605. He's a historical figure. They burned the guy. They quartered him. Take a look at that photo. Look at that mug. What's Oops. he look like to I you? Press the button. Uh-oh. He looked like a pilgrim. He has a weird-looking hat on. <laughs> okay, we're, we're he looking. He looks like a molester. He looks like a child molester. He looks like a pimp. Look at that hat. He's got a big hat on with a bunch of feathers in it. Okay. And he's wearing a cape. Anyone that wears a cape cannot be a thrower. So who do you know that throws a worst? Are you, are you, so, so you're saying he's a drum major? Bingo. <laughs> Guy Fox was a drum, drum major. Drum major, yes, indeed. He drum, had nothing to do with throwing. Drum major. Yep. He, he would have had the big staff. He would have been all pomp hey, and circumstance. The big staff. Okay. I, I I I like where you're going with that. I like when you're going with that. What'd you say, Ange? What'd you say, Devil Ange? He looks kind of tall and lanky. Ooh, tall and lanky. 
I know someone else who's tall and lanky that we thought would be a good thrower. Abraham Lincoln. That's right. Yeah, but Abraham Lincoln didn't dress like a pimp. Interesting. So he's not a thrower. He's a drum major. Right. Okay. That. We're going with that. Boom. We're going with that. But hey, thanks a lot because I got to be honest with you. I didn't know anything about that guy Fox thing. Well, I'll tell you what. Someday I'll take you to England and we will go to a bonfire night because it's damn fun. Do you wear clothes when you do that? Of course. <laughs> <laughs> Especially around you. <laughs> That is historical figure. We out. Out. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. All right, Big Daddy. All right, Hoss and Pfeffer. Let's finish this baby up. Roger Let's that. put this one in the can. As Put it in say. the can, not up your can like you do everything else. Easy. Hello. Easy. Hey, hey. Hey, so what? Uh, final- that man said he'd pay me to sing into his can. <laughs> Where are you going with that? That's old brother. Where art thou? Oh yeah, I understand. Um, hey, uh, let's uh, let's give a, a few final shouts before we uh, sign off. Let's do that. Uh, first of all, our main man down in Texas, Mal Duncan McCallum. Yes, that's yeah, he's it. such a main Duncan man. You forgot his name, McCallum. I yes. was I had Malcolm on my mind, and I don't know why. Duncan McCallum. I had Malcolm on my mind. Isn't that her dad? I had. Duncan on my mind. <laughs> yeah, Duncan, one of our good friends, a big fan of the show, good dude, love him to death, and he's got the lightweight world championships coming up, I believe, next weekend. Next weekend, yes. Yep. We're very sorry we can't be there. We want yeah. to. We will go. We'll put it on the list for next year. Yep, we would have really liked to go. Yeah, we appreciated the opportunity to try and come down, but it's not going to work. But we love you anyway, um, Duncan. So good luck to you and all the throwers for a great event coming up next week. Sending some positive energy. Yes. Well, those lightweights are going to need it. Yeah. <laughs> if there's a strong wind coming up from the south. Right. I'd be worried. If there's like a twister or something that comes through Texas, yeah. all the lightweights gone. Oh, yeah. You made a lightweight world championship. <laughs> They're gone. They're gonna. Maybe they put weights in their shoes. Well, <laughs> so they don't blow away. Well, the nice thing about that is they don't spend a lot of material in t-shirts. That's <laughs> true. Yeah. That's true. They can get the children's sizes. That's awesome. <laughs> I did, hey, I didn't say that. <laughs> that wasn't me this time, guys. No, we're, we 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 need to show the lightweight some love. We do, you know. Of course, you know everybody knows me. The big daddy loves to give lightweight shit. You know, okay, I do. But you know what? The bottom line is. We're a throwing family. You're like our little brothers. And if you can't pick <laughs> on your little brother, who the hell can you pick on, right? That's right. Huh? That's right. Yeah. That's right. Good luck, brothers. You know, we got brothers who are fat that throw with us, right? We do. And we make fun of them. Do we? Behind their backs. <laughs> Stop. We... <laughs> anyway. So... <laughs> The bottom line is, you know, we're we're rooting for you. We're in. We want everyone to have a safe trip down to Texas. You know, for this uh, this big event. Yes. Uh, the award, by God, is the most, one of the most oh, beautiful things I I've that, ever dude. seen. That is awesome. It's like a world championship wrestling belt. Oh my gosh! With the Texas, with the, the big state Scottish of Texas flag. It's got a, it's a Scottish flag, state of Texas. Oh, oh my God! It's cool. beautiful. It yeah. is beautiful. Yeah. Makes yeah. me want to drop an elbow off the top rope. It makes me want to lose a uh, hundred pounds. Okay, not 100 so much. pounds? Yeah. 100 pounds. Yeah. Which would take you down to uh, 260? 180. <laughs> what? Stop. Just playing with you. Calm down. Uh, that was a fat joke. No, it wasn't. 
And what else? How about uh, we we are uh, similar to the Ask Fork Talk. Yeah. You wanted to know, because we got to get some interviews in. It's time to yeah. do some interviewing. First I can, of all, I can Miles, get interviews. stop watching your damn Bama LSU game drunk on the couch. Yeah. We need you here talking to us about, because who knows what's going on out there. I don't know. No. I we, mean, he's traveling around the world. Is that telling us nothing? We, uh, yeah. I mean, he could be cavorting with enemies of the state. I don't know. Absolutely. So, uh, Miles, we need you in next time, as well as um, you want to get some feedback from the listeners on, on right. who they'd like to interview? Yeah. So, you know, Haas and I always kick back and forth who we think that we would like to have on the show. Well... We can basically have anybody we want on the show, but now we'd like to put it out to the listeners. Hey, who do you guys want to hear from? You know, oh, who do you nice. want to who do you want to hear from? Very nice. You know, the Pakowskis. I'm going to give a little shout out. You know, uh, Mike and his, his wife Mindy put out this uh, yep. new DVD and book. Yes, which is uh, very inform- informative. I actually have a copy. Okay. Uh, the book is uh, really cool. It has a lot of exercising and uh, workout plans and stuff like that. And then the um, the DVD has a lot of drills and breakdowns and stuff like that for throwing. Okay. Very good. You know, it's called the Contrarian. So they're yep, they're uh, a great method. option. Yeah, very very good. So it would be good to have them on. Okay. They can talk about their product yep. and uh, and at the same time, you know, get it out there that they've got this beautiful. So that's an example. It's a very nice production, by the way. Okay. Uh, and then of course uh, Mark Valenti. Okay. Um, the mouth from the south. <laughs> well, oh, he's not from the south. He's from the, the mouth from Ohio. <laughs> the mouth from the Midwest. <laughs> Mark Valenti, he's a friend of the show. He's a friend of mine. Uh, and the thing is, is you know, he put out some controversial um, uh, YouTube segments where basically yeah. he did 20 segments. And it was called uh, the apocalypse, basically. The rantings of Valenti. Right, and you, you actually see him on YouTube, and it was Carrie Overfelt and him driving, and Carrie right. Overfelt asking him questions about stuff, and then he would just kind of go off on, you know, <laughs> masters throwers or, you know, you know, all kinds of pros stuff like that. He right. very controversial. Um, he just retired, of course. That was his last games, and so, you know, it's kind of a hot iron. You know, people might yeah. want to like to talk about maybe okay. hear from him a bit, and I think okay. he'd be good for the show. I'd love to have him on. Okay. In fact, I wanted to have him on before he even did that. You know, yep. because he's he's a good dude. Um, those are the two big ones. You yep. know, uh, Gene Flynn, but a great master store from the East Coast. Love to have him on. Too. Yeah, I was, I was going to say that you some know? of the East Coast guys might be because we've got a lot of a growing number of Fork Talk listeners who are East Coast. Mm-hmm. Shout. Shouts to the East Coast. Um, but, you know, because we're on the West Coast, we, you, you kind of got the local West Coast stuff going on right. in our day-to-day. So it would be nice for them to let us know, hey, you guys talk to so-and-so. Yeah. Um, for example, the AD that's out there that's on all the stuff um, that we've uh, Oh, the, the lady. Yes, yes, yes. What's her name? Um, Alexandra Duncan Murray. Yes. Holy crap. She just pulled it out of her ass. She is an a Good savant. job. Yeah. Candy Sprinkles. Candy Sprinkles is a savant. Yeah, Alexandra Duncan Murray. We keep saying we should in- interview her. She, yeah. She's on every... If you go, Anybody go on to, to NASGA and look at just about all of the East Coast games, she's on there as the contact for AD and stuff or right. or information. So I've never heard of her before. We got to... That might yeah. be interesting. So, if, if there's somebody non-Highland Games you guys want to hear from, true, you know, throwing related, a, a world's strongest man competitor. I know, you know, I know a lot of them. Collegiate throwers, collegiate throwers, uh, whatever it is. Somebody, you know, Brian Oldfield, controversial figure, right? Mm, interesting. You know, we could have Brian Oldfield on. You know, okay. so anybody, anybody, you guys really have a hankering to hear from. 
let us know, and we'll do our best to line it up and make it happen. Excellent. Good idea. Good idea. You're damn right is a good idea. All right. Well, Big Daddy. Oh, sir. I'm going to take your line. You ready? I'm ready. And that's the show. <laughs> that's me. I, I didn't do it very well. <laughs> really? That's me? No. That's You, you do oh, it better. Brother. I, I'll, I'll let you I'll do it. I'll take it. Okay, you ready? Please. Yeah, I'm ready. And that's the show. Ooh, that was good. Thanks again. Thanks for listening. Oh, did I screw it Listen up? to me. I'm sorry. Listen to me. I'm sorry. I can replace you. Okay? No, you can't. You're right. I can't. But if I did, <laughs> it would be with a hair lip. A hair lip homosexual. <laughs> what? Yes. Will you stop? No, I think that would be perfect. <laughs> Will you stop? And this is what they tell me. Will you stop? <laughs> and that's the show. Will you stop? Where's my... Where's my... Thank you again for sponsoring Mattress Rant at mattressrant.com. That's www.mattressrant.com. Stop. Stop. Our oh, Facebook God. likes are up to 528. Will you stop? Thanks again to our sponsor, Mattress Rant. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Christmas is coming around the corner. Let's do. Let's do a song. <laughs> Hark the hair lift angels sing. I got this hair oh lip thing on my, my God. I can't get the hair lip thing gone. The Fork Talk podcast comes out typically twice a month, however, we're probably gonna be off the air after this. <laughs> they can't fire us, we quit. <laughs> questions or comments, email us at info at fork talk.com or Facebook Fork Talk with Big Daddy and Haas. Until next time. May the point be with you. <laughs> you are the chief to my fork, Big Daddy, unfortunately. <laughs> I'm the <laughs> Yes, you are the hair lip. I can't do I can't do a Scottish brogue with the hair The Scottish goodbye meaning great health. And Captain Quint Please, for God's sakes, take it away. Thanks for listening to Fork Talk with your she-fork-wielding, lovable host, Big Daddy and Haas. Check out www.fork-talk.com for more episodes. We throw heavy stuff for fun, people. Caber up!